This is Sean J. Granham, aka Sean Gran, and today I'm talking to a brilliant artist who is certainly one to watch in 2016, and his name is Geotheory. So, how are you doing? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So, awesome. how's life been since our last interview when the Futuristic Love EP was being released? Uh, that was like almost a few years ago, the Futuristic Love EP came out, so um, obviously a lot has happened, and uh, I've been generally good, just getting more comfortable with myself and my sound and uh, becoming a producer, you know, full time. So overall things are, I'd say, really good. Awesome. So it seems that you've changed your art direction lately. Mm -hmm. Before you were working under a brand that you had called Future Japan. Would you say that's still a part of your vision or have you changed and moved on from that? People may have noticed that I have kind of myself away from future Japan only because the the whole future based scene and you know it's it's booming right now and it's becoming real popular but uh, a lot of people would argue that the whole future brand is kind of pretentious or you know it's like people bash all the time and when I came up with future Japan it's not really I didn't there really was no future base you know back when I did it you know that came later and so I didn't want to be grouped in with one box per se, you know, and what Future Japan was, was when I was making stuff, when I became more comfortable and faded away from the dubstep, I started to make music that I wanted to. And in my head, it just made sense. Like I put two and two together, like I pictured like a Neo City type future, futuristic city, Japan. I chose because I really like the culture and stuff like that. So I kind of just put two and two together, almost like how Geotheory came about. Cool. So yeah, in your SoundCloud banner, and I think it's still there, there's a, mm -hmm. a 16, isn't there? So is, yes. what's the meaning behind that? Is that just referring to this coming year or? Uh, kind of secretive, like it, it's a metaphor for like, you know, what's coming, what's up to come for this year. I do have some big plans and I have an EP and some more exciting things to give you guys. Sweet. Yeah, so you followed up 2014's Futuristic Love with part two in 2015. It's a bit more jazzy. What made you want to create a part two and should we expect more parts? Um, well, last year after doing Futuristic Love the year before, I felt like, or at least back then, I felt like my sound had gone in a completely different direction. I felt like my sound was starting to mature and I was becoming you know, a lot more comfortable with myself and my sound as Geotheory. And that's kind of where Futuristic Love 2 came about. As for like more parts, I'm not sure. I wouldn't say no, but there are none in our work yet. So that may be something to look forward in the future. Yeah, so you followed up uh, that Futuristic Love EP with Inner Planets, which was themed more obviously around planets with like tracks like Mars, Earth and Venus. What was your goal right. with that EP? With Inner Planets, I felt like I was doing the whole lovey-dovey type music for way too long. And, you know, just I wanted to break off a little bit and see if I can get an EP crafted exactly the way I wanted it to while still having a diverse sound. So each song on there was a completely different, you know, area or aspect of something that Geo Theory would have done, you know, with the house music or the really hard trap. And then you got Earth, which is like a chill kind of trap thing going on. And it was me, more of me just like showing off what I've learned and, you know, like 
everything I put out is just showing my progression as an artist. Because number one, the like you know the fans and the following and all that stuff, all that stuff is great, but it's more personal with me as Theory, you know. Mm. So, what would you say is the biggest misconception people have about you or your music? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I'd say that people often, you know, debate about whether I know uh, music theory and people who know music theory obviously know that I don't, maybe not right away, but it kind of shows that I don't have super world-class composition skills, you know, but everything that I write comes from my heart or my ideas and it's just something in my head that I go in and I write down. And of course, music theory would be something like a great tool to use in the future. And I'll definitely sit down and I want to learn more about jazz composition because that's something that I have naturally without really trying. You know, I don't I never really studied jazz theory. People ask me that a lot. But um, yeah, it's definitely something that I would look into and start studying now that I'm pursuing this full time because it's an important tool to any music producer, electronic music producer as well. Yeah. So when you announced your Kickstarter, there was a little bit of backlash with some people feeling like you were too early in your career to be going the crowdfunding route. What was your reply to people of that mindset? I didn't really have an opinion. Of course, I expected some of the backlash, but, you know, it. I have something that I want to do and I will stop at no cost. Pretty much I will do whatever I have to do. I put myself in debt to go out and film this uh, music video and stuff. But, you know, it's not like I'm going out and I'm begging for money. I came up with a product, I'm selling the product, I give it to people, and that's kind of how jobs work, you know? So, I mean, it's not like I was coming empty-handed and I came out with nothing. I sat down for months and I tried to come up with these cool different, uh, you know, rewards. things that people can buy, rewards, yeah, that people can buy. Yeah, it's interesting because I recently interviewed Swindell as well and he crowdfunded a US tour that he'll be going on this year but um, right. it's cool that like people young producers and old producers too can just crowdfund uh, yes. by offering really good rewards and also just get the money they need to fund the things that they want to do to take their career to the next level um, mm -hmm. I think we'll see a lot more of that in the future yeah so yeah as you said the work it girl music video was one of the things that people were helping contribute towards as part of the crowdfunder mm -hmm. is that still in the making I'm going to say yes and no. I had to, for what I have planned in the future, I had to make some creative compromises, but there will be something coming out much bigger than the one music video solo by itself. So I think regardless, people are going to be more than satisfied with the uh, final product of what I have to offer. Yeah, and this year you played your debut LA gig with Just Blaze, Arnold, mm -hmm. MOD and Austin Mills. How did that go? It was an amazing night. Like that's a night that I will never forget for the rest of my life. I performed with the legend, and I, it was my first time in LA, my LA debut. And um, overall, like I was kind of nervous going there because I heard ups and downs about LA crowds, but they showed up, and it was an amazing night. So that went awesome. Yeah, would you say the LA crowd is any different to those that you played to at other gigs? Um, definitely, they were very much into a lot of the like anything that i played some crowds would be up during the trap part sit down during the house part some would be vice versa but they danced to everything they just you know they came out and they did what they had to do so that was awesome yeah 
So if there was anything you could change about the scene that your music exists in, what would it be? Mm, I'd say, especially for us as like up and coming music uh, producers, that being such, uh, being so dependent on one area or one aspect of the internet, like being either too dependent on YouTube or too dependent on SoundCloud or too dependent on Twitter. You know, everyone has their own outlets and stuff like that. But I'd say that overusing the use of social media to get your music out there, like you have to post the hottest memes or the latest trends and stuff like that to get attention. That's something that I would change. I would much love, or I would much rather love to keep it about the music, strictly about the music, you know? Yeah, it's super weird because like even beyond producers, like the artists who are making the most or um, who are at the front prominence wise, even mm -hmm. they are turning their pages into these like uh, super meme-y. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like you'll see like Nas and Waka Flocka Flame posting memes and facts about aliens and stuff. that You know they're not there. Like, yeah, like all the blogs, like the blogs are so important to... Uh, help all these underground producers and stuff like that get out there but you know they're so busy posting things about Donald Trump and posting the latest hotline bling vine and stuff like that but you know it's it's just coming down to that point where it's not even about it anymore you know yeah so, I, I hope it can change I mean because I want that definitely out. yeah so you've taken a lot of your past material off of your SoundCloud what's the mm -hmm. reason for that it's kind of like what I'm, I'm just going to tail off of what I said before. It, I'm always about me being personal with my music. So whatever I put out there is something personal that happened to me somewhere along that timeline. You know, you could trace back to the futuristic love up until now. It all happens in like sequential order. And so I go on my SoundCloud sometimes and some days I'll be feeling this one remix or this one song or something like that. And I'll take it down because I'm not feeling it the next day. So it's like a personal battle, really, but I took them all down just so I can have focused on what I needed to get out there, or what I felt like were my best works of this year to get out there. And that's that's that. It'll be soon. It'll be soon replaced with lots of uh, new music I got coming out next year, though, for sure. Awesome. So you previously mentioned that you were working on an EP due for release early next year. Can you tell me any more about it? Um, I can say that there's going to be a short film and lots of cool little prizes to be, uh, well, I say prizes, but it's like free downloads and stuff like that. Lots of really cool things that I had planned and it's not just going to be like, I don't want it to be a typical release, like I throw it up and then talk about it for a week and it goes like, I want to prolong this and I want it to be a really cool experience for my fans as well as myself. Sweet. So aside from that, what are your plans for the next 12 months that you can tell me? Uh, um, there will be a lot more geotheory vocals. I can say that for sure. I got myself a mic and um, yeah, so I'm going to be sitting down and like writing. I'm going to be practicing a lot of my compositional skills and lyrical skills and stuff like that and putting it all to work before, you know, I'm out there and I'm in studios with these big people, you know. So I got to work my way up there. Cool. Uh, have you sung or rapped before in the past? Um, just for fun, but not, you know, not anything that I would have shared with my fans. But I'm liking and a lot of my friends are liking who are, you know, my team. So I 
send it to them back and forth and stuff and get feedback from them. And uh, we're all liking it and I, I have some high hopes for this. Yeah, so just to clarify, would that be singing, rapping or some combination of both? Both, definitely both. Cool. As well as working with new vocalists and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because you haven't worked with that many vocalists. I remember one song with no. Uh, uh and maybe two with the vocalists. I might be making that up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. I'm probably thinking of remixes where you use vocalists. Yeah, like, most like likely remixes, but yeah. Cool. So, what artists should we be looking at in 2016? Um, in my opinion, I think that we should be looking at Swindell most definitely. Um. Pomo and Haywire are always at the top of my list. I'm always looking forward to the next things they're up to. Um, Herzaloid and I'd say Tails are another top for me right now. Yeah. So those artists are ones to look at for. Ramzoid for sure, yes. He's one of he's a close he's a close friend of mine and uh, just watching just watching his progression from where we met and where we are now, you know, it's it's really crazy because it's almost like growing up with someone, you know. So you both ride the wave together. Yeah, him and his whole Soda Island team are coming on. Like, it's him and Green Pirate. Him and Green Pirate, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get put They're on both amazing. Amazing. interview those guys as well. Do you have any collaborations planned that you can share with us? Um, None for sure, but I can say that me and uh, Haywire were talking about mixing it up real soon because we both have that kind of it's kind of the same vibe but he has his own thing i have my own thing but i think if we get something together then it'll be amazing so that's definitely something that could be possible in 2016. yeah i remember you talking about that in our first interview because you've been a fan of his for a while haven't you yes for just about as like i think when i first signed up for soundcloud he was in the suggested bar so like when i first hopped on maybe three years ago when he was like 12k strong is when I followed him. So I've been following him ever since. Awesome. Yeah, that's it for the questions. Thank you very much for the interview, man. Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure.